It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild on you? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. We are back for another episode of Bash in the Brain, brought to you by our great friends at Attack ATAC. It's like having a personal trainer in your app. If you're not born with a natural talent like Willie was, Attack is the app for you to help you level up. Video game stats meets real-life training. Download the app. Put the work in. Find out your attack rating. Willie, we got a lot to talk about. What do you think my attack rating would be? For for physical fitness agility mentality or for video game fortitude? <laughs> well, for Fortnite. I mean Fortnite if, if if it's measuring Fortnite, you're you're up there. Dude, I have I know it's dorky. But I just been doing it. I don't know. I'm bored. I like I, I stopped drinking too. That's another thing. I don't even, I don't drink like I used to. So like now I found myself playing Fortnite. I used to make fun of people for playing Fortnite. And I, you texted me at 7 a.m. before 7, 6.45 this morning. And you're like, I'm ready when you are. I'm like, I got a call from 8 to 9 Let's, as soon as I'm done. So go play Fortnite for two hours. Like I like I would tell my yeah. son. And I did. <laughs> yeah. And you got a victory. So, you know, you can't you poo-poo that. Um, Big weekend on tap. Nice little... Little coffee cup. Hey, did you know um, I found these on Amazon? So look at it's an espresso cup, and this opens up. So when it's hot, you don't gotta touch the cup. Hey, what do you use? What kind of espresso machine do you use? At the office here, I have an espresso machine. At home, we have like a you know Breville like manual machine that my wife actually like does the whole process. Hey, so cheers. Hold up your coffee cup. Like hold up your cappuccino. Cheers. I don't know if you know this. Both of us, you and me, got nominated for Podcast of the Year. Yeah, I'm already preparing for you to win, but I think there's gonna be there's gonna be a it's a rigged election, and here's why. <laughs> both both Bashamania and First Word are up for Podcast of the Year. I think you're gonna win because you're the brain. But here's the caveat. Do Bash in the Brain episodes count towards first word? Then I well, share the podcast of the year title, even if you win. Well, uh, and you get I a piece of it so. if I win. So I mean, maybe maybe they should give it co. Now, I'm not saying I should win. Uh, I'm not saying anybody should win. I'm just saying um, me and you do it together so often. It's almost like. I know, you know if happens. either one of us win, it's because of the other. <laughs> Arguably, well, you know, part of it, a large part of it for me is, um, it's 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 much nicer having back and forth on topics. It is. Right? I, I can I can do it. I can carry a show. I can talk for an hour just myself, longer than an hour about wrestling. That's no problem. Um, but it's fun to have somebody bounce. But stuff e off. yeah, and even like the biggest podcast in the world, if you're talking about. Joe Rogan, Pat McAfee, part of my take, whoever. It's always the back and forth that people find interesting. Yeah. They yeah. want to know. And, and the one thing that I do think is is crazy that only wrestling fans cry about this is when there's, an, uh, when there's a bias. 
like I love that. Like part of my take, they're Redskins fans and Bears fans. I love that. Dave Portnoy, he's a Patriots fan. You watch these different shows and you you root for them, you root against them, whatever you do. I think the yeah. bias makes it more interesting. And you know, I, um, people I call you this. no matter who you defend. People call you Penn State Willie, Michigan Willie, not really yeah. Iowa Willie, but they Huskers, they Husker Willie. Yeah, you know, I'm close to the. Here's the thing, I was and I was thinking about this before, um, because I know what our first topic is. Um, well, our first topic I, is the asinine team point deduction, but right. If you haven't seen it. Uh, Athens is wrestling while loosing in a district duels match in state PA state, you know, for lack of a better term playoffs to get into the next round. And, and, uh, I was thinking about it or, or, and, and they cheered at the end, right? They cheered at the end. They lost a team point, And so they lost the duel. I mean, just totally, totally goofy. And we'll, we'll talk about it, but I was thinking, um, about, I don't really even know the structure of the, PA state duels. And, and I don't know if that duel was to move on to the next level. I don't know if both the finalists move on. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it is. And, you know, over the years, I grew up Penn state football guy. Right. And, um, I grew up a lot of East coast st- bias, East yeah. coast interest. And, uh, you know, just along with, I, I'm not, I'm not a Penn state Homer. I'm not a Nebraska Homer. I'm not a, um, I'm not a PA wrestling homer. Um, it sort of all got washed out over the years. I just, you know, it's good. Yeah, neat. Penn State wins, you know. Um, but I also I think, like, when, like, I do like when Lehigh has a national champ because they're like a, you know, a mid major program. But, um, yeah. I do think, uh, too, people don't understand. And it's funny because I, I was talking to somebody about this offline. My, my relationships primarily all stem from Bass Solutions. Like, for those who don't know, I run a marketing agency and Cal and the NOWC became clients of mine. So did Jordan Burroughs back in 2010, 2011, 2012. So I've been with these guys for over a decade and it's not just Penn State. I've got Titan Mercury was a client at one point. Sunkissed Kids, Oklahoma, um, the Cowboy yeah. Wrestling Club. But nobody cries about funny. nobody cries about any of the other biases because of how much Penn State wins. Yeah, I, I exactly. And um, well, two things. I think over time, you know, you you got into wrestling um, primarily because of the Penn State relationships and um, you're close with those guys. So, yeah, you're going to appreciate and, and congratulate when they do well. Um, but I think over time. You'll be less Pete. Penn State centric, and because you got like David Carr and stuff, right? I mean, you have correct, just yeah, like a lot of people. Um, and even so, like the the amount of people that like, like I've had Spencer Lee on here, I've had Marinelli on here, I've had Kemmer on here, I've had half a dozen Hawkeyes on here. Like, I don't yeah. shun people. There's some people I don't like, I don't have on here, well, no doubt. But for the most part, I'm pretty flexible with you know, you know, it's and um. The other day, I tweeted. Well, okay, last week I had a very um, rosy tweet of Penn State and and um, how good they were, uh, their winning percentage and stuff like that. Right? I mean, it's it's like their winning percentage is like ninety six percent or ninety three percent or something as a team, as a team. Right? That needs to be 
mentioned, right? And uh, a couple days ago, I'm like, here's Penn State's rankings, current rankings. It was yesterday. Here's Penn State's current rankings. If they wrestle to to if they wrestle to their ranking, if they place what they're ranked, they're right on the cusp of, of setting a record, right? And I was getting ready to tweet it. And I'm like, people are gonna say, Willie Penn State, Willie Penn State, Willie Penn State, Willie. Listen, if it was Iowa with the same rankings, Correct. I would say if it was Oregon State, if it was Oklahoma State, um, so I it occurs to me, I'm like. Uh, people are going to be critical and say I'm cheering for Penn State and I like that Penn State's ranked so high and this and that. Maybe I shouldn't tweet it. And I'm like, you know what? No. No. no like, uh, my job is to give color and context to wrestling and to the victors go to spoils. You want you want the love? You want the hype? You want the flashy stats? Create them. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's, you know, and I, and I make no I'm I'm not going to cover up being a Penn State fan. That like you said, that was kind of my introduction. Where it was Burroughs and it was Varner and Kale were my first clients, and then I started kind of following along. And I, I never went to college, so I don't have a direct college affiliation, which I root for. So Kale always made me feel like family when he became a client of mine and I went to the room. So I don't care. It is what it is. I, look, I like it. I think bias in podcast and coverage is, is interesting. If you want something else, I don't know, go watch Flow. They well, don't really have too much bias. I think it stems from it stems from two things. It stems from people who are jealous of the success that other teams have. And that's not just Penn State, but if you're always talking about David Carr and always talking about David Carr and always talking about David Carr, people will say, uh, talk about somebody else, you know? How about the twelfth ranked kid? It's like you know, you lead with the you lead with the stars and um, I don't know people get a grip on it but it comes it comes from that and it comes from the old fuddy duddy fuddy duddy um, I do want David Carr to win it all be, at 65 be, by be the way professional. Be, be, you don't root for anybody well I'm not rooting for anybody I am um, David Carr win an NCAA title another one <laughs> let's go Carr <laughs> hey I know we're, we didn't even hit our first topic yet but on a side note um there's a lot of people talking about, well, there's a couple message board threads and like speculation. Like if Starocky comes back, does it, does, is Keegan moving up to 74? That's what people are asking. I don't Some think people we'll are saying find he's out, moving up to we'll 74. See. I have no idea if it's true. If you want to, Carter was on here to start the season maybe or a couple months ago and we talked about it. And I don't think he's going to make a decision if he does that till next year. And I think his success this year and what he does will play big time. I mean, you're seeing the ability for college wrestlers to become stars, and that's not going to happen on a wrestling mat most of the time. You have the exceptions like the Jordan Burroughs who can build an audience of a million followers and kind of never have to worry about anything else. For most other people, if they want to have success and they want to really build something, it's going to happen outside of a wrestling mat. So it really depends on what he wants to do long-term. Um, yeah, I, there's a couple of college, big college duels I want to preview with you, Michigan, Iowa, and Penn State, Ohio State. Before we do that, couple, a couple Pan Am nuggets because there's so much confusion anytime you have something like this. There a couple things. One, the Pan Am championships have no bearing on the Olympics. 
The following weekend, the Pan Am Olympic Games qualifier, which is a once yeah. in every four year event, is how people can qualify their weight for the Olympics. So we need to qualify 57 and we need to qualify 65. All of a sudden this week, I'm getting texts and tweets. Is the Nick Lee, Yanni, Wrestloff not happening? I'm like, what are you guys talking about? So I text Yanni and I said, yeah. are you wrestling this weekend? It's like, last I knew, I texted Nick. Nick, is the Wrestloff still on this weekend? It's like, I'm cutting weight. I hope it is. So I saw some of that scuttle, but like people mention it on Twitter, but where did that come from? Here's why. Because USA Wrestling put out a sham of a lineup for the Pan Am Championships that's 30 days after when they put the lineup out. So USA Wrestling submitted a preliminary Pan Am roster to UWW. I put it out and said, as of right now, in the middle of January, here's who USA Wrestling is allegedly sending to the Pan Am Championships. Instantly, I get text messages. Hey, yeah. I'm not going. Hey, so-and-so's not going. I don't think Burger's going. There's some others. Yanni, I asked about, and he said, I don't think I'm going to the Pan Am Championships. I think that was just a placeholder. Like, my plan is beat Nick Lee and go to the Pan Am Olympic Games qualifier. I have no plans to go into the Pan Am Championships. So I don't know why USA Wrestling is putting out placeholders when even the guys and the PRTC texted me instantly and was like, hey, I know you said Berger is going at 70. He ain't going. So I don't, this isn't like a cancellation. That yeah. lineup just. Well, and one of the problems is um, every four years they have the Pan Am Championships and the Pan Am Olympic Games qualifier which it like really begs the question why the hell do they have both and i don't really know the good answer to that but <clears throat> you have to participate the nations are forced to participate and a lot of athletes just don't want to go mm -hmm. rby Especially when you have trials right around the corner now roman is entered at the pan am championships and we know he'll beat the Pan Olympic qualifier. I asked yeah. him, and he said he is considering going to both. Part of that is because winning the Pan Am Championships can get you more seeding points and can get you a better seed at the Olympic Games qualifier, which could help your path to qualifying the way. I'll tell you what. I mean, Roman talked um, often about – well, I shouldn't say often, but he, he was open about, like, I get really big. I get really heavy. Mm -hmm. And so I was concerned. I think everybody is, that is in tune with it was probably like, man, how's his cut going to be? But he's been relatively active and, and his plans seem like he's, it's not a, the biggest deal in the world. That cut. Yeah. He, he is cutting a lot of weight, um, but he's doing it well. He's doing it smartly. Um, so he might go to both. But Roman entering both and, and him being on there versus USA Wrestling, guys, it sounds like USA Wrestling is putting placeholders and that lineup's going to change. So I wouldn't give any weight to what that roster is right now. Maybe some of those guys will go, but it sounds like it's all placeholders. Was there, a, um, was there an allowance at the Glen? I think two kilos. Yeah, that's significant. 
I believe it was two kilos. And, Four and a half since we're giving information out, this Saturday at noon Eastern and one Eastern and two Eastern, if needed, will be the Yanni Nick Lee wrestle off. This so, Sunday. Saturday. 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 No soup, no football this weekend. So well here and here's here's where they're doing it. And I I'm guessing this is because there's three women's freestyle wrestle offs. They're doing it at Regis University in Denver, Colorado, alongside mm -hmm. the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference Women's Championships. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming they're doing that because of the women's freestyle matches. You can kind of play to that audience with, you know, some high level women's freestyle. But and yeah, they have, they have the officials there and everything. Yeah. So, so I believe it's going to be on flow. Um. Some people were asking about that. I believe Flo will be streaming that. So, yeah, that's at noon Eastern and 1 Eastern. It'll be match 1 and 2. And if a third match is needed, 2 p.m. Eastern. Winner can then go to the Pan Am Olympic qualifiers to qualify 65. Zane Richards will be going at 57 because nobody challenged him to qualify that way. And I believe winner of Yanni Nick will also be the one seed at the trials. I would imagine so. So, little couple golden nuggies. Um, Pan Am talk, dressing the bias. Do did we did we talk about team point deduction madness? No, we didn't. Uh, so, two high schools in PA, Athens and and Wyalusing. Um, the the head coach of Athens is Sean Bradley, who was a state champ around my era. I think ninety five, ninety six. He was a couple years before me. He wrestled at Cornell. Very good. Um, he's the head coach of Athens. Uh, Wyo Lusing went on a run, I don't know, early 2000s, where they, they were really good, nationally ranked. Um, but, you know, they're not anymore. Anyway, that's the context. Northern tier Pennsylvania. And uh, comes down to the last match. Uh, Wyo Lusing's up by five. Athens gets the pin. They win by one, right? Well, not so fast because somebody on Athens bench cheered and jumped on the mat. And they gave a, they ducked at a team point, and why losing wins on criteria. And it's just, you know, it, to me, it's like, especially at the high school level. You're not always good, right? It's a, it's a community thing. It's tough for smaller high schools to have uh, 13, 14 good kids in a lineup and and have a chance to win a district title and get to the state tournament. It's a big deal. These guys lost out on that. The whole community lost out on that because the ref decided that somebody came on the mat. And the other team that now won because they lost a point was cheering, and I'm like, Man, I'd kind of be like, if if we just got pinned to lose the duel, I don't know that I'm celebrating that much to win on a technicality like that. That's, I mean. Yeah. And, you know, uh, people, a lot of people are talking about it. Check my Twitter for the video of it. Um, like Scott Green said, Scott Green, Army, West Point assistant coach, good friend of mine, good wrestling mind, in my opinion. Um He's like, it's actually the rule by the book. I mean, the guy, it's the right call. And, yeah, it probably is. Would I want to make it? No. 
Uh, but the larger point, and what I tweeted was, change the rule that there's no team point deductions. I don't team know. Maybe point that, deductions maybe are the that jumped on the mat is banned. Does any other pool. sport in the world do team point mm -hmm. deductions? Any other mm -hmm. sport in the world? I can't no. think of one. No. You know, uh, eject, the, eject the offender. One guy jumped on the mat. Eject the offender. Don't ruin the whole community and the team that works so hard. Don't ruin their opportunity to advance in the state tournament because of a technicality. I saw, well, I had said that Cornell versus Brown. I did not watch the duel. I saw Cornell puts the final score out. Cornell 47, Brown minus one. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the dumbest thing. What are we doing? Mm -hmm. Penalize if Nobody you want. For, your, like, I, I get that, but deduct one year. Michigan State. I don't, was it Michigan State? Somebody one year had minus one at NCAAs. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah, we got to get rid of team point deductions. That is just yeah. Asinine. Come up with a different solution. Come up with a different solution. The, the you know whoever was the offender he misses the next duel or he's ejected or whatever it might be but you're punishing a whole team for one error in judgment yeah and the stupidest Stupid. ones now this this was i don't want to say it's egregious because it affected nothing it literally affected nothing nobody was hurt nobody <laughs> nobody was upset nobody on the other team thought they were partying on them they were excited right <laughs> But the dumbest ones are like the headgear toss. Like, leave it go, leave it go. Yeah, that's that's asinine. Um, we had we had to mention that we had to touch on it. That is yeah. egregious. Well, it's hot as you say. right now. It's going. Everybody's talking about it on Twitter. Yeah, everybody's just sharing their disgust. Mm -hmm. Like, and some people. The only thing anybody can say is if you want to say like the ref technically made the right call we're not a hundred percent all just poo-pooing on this ref we're just saying the no, rule is dumb the yeah, rule is yeah. dumb it yeah and, and not, not even the rule because i do think you should allow that kind of stuff I, I also think you should allow taunting in the nfl but deducting a team point is what this is all about the madness is all about deducting team points it's not a secret yeah right right um um all right, we got some duels to preview. Big ones. Big ones. I guess we'll go in chronological order. First up, Saturday night, 6.30, Big Ten Network, Penn State versus Ohio State. Friday night. Friday night. What did I say? Saturday. Oh, Friday night. Friday night, doubleheader. And I'll tell you what, Ohio State is a very tough team. They do not match up well against Penn State. Well, I was thinking about it. And when I'm going through the rankings, and and this would be a chore to do, but Penn State wrestlers are ranked so high that you'd have, you could probably take the top 10 teams and say, what is the most matches that anybody is favored against, like favored to win? Like Penn State is probably 8-2 on everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're probably right. 7-3 at least. And Ohio State's a really good team. They had some some 
I actually called Anthony Ralph, the assistant coach, you know, different, different uh, programs. I have a different guy, right? Like Nebraska, I call Snyder. Uh, Lehigh, I call Dylan. Um, I don't call him too often, but if Penn State, I call Kale, right? Or Iowa Morningstar. Um, you have different guys. Ohio State, yeah. I call Anthony Ralph. And um, I was just, it was yesterday morning. I was just sitting around. I'm like, man, Ohio State, they'd have a rough go. I mean, they got injuries, Sammy Sasso situation, this and that. They have so many injuries, and they're such a young roster. I'm going to call Ralph and pick his brain. And uh, and we didn't, he was in a meeting. But um, Ohio State, for for what they have gone through, and what they're dealing with, they're pretty solid, and Penn State's still an overwhelming favorite. Would you say, without thinking too hard, because now I'm going to focus on this today, off the top of my head, Iowa State, probably the most, and you could probably three, four matches make the argument for Iowa State. Perhaps. I, I, it's something I would like to look at. Um, because you, you'd say Carr over Messenbrink. Um. Because I was looking at, you know, I, I was looking at, uh, I do an article every Friday, what Willie's watching, and I break down some of the big duels. And uh, I was looking, I'm like, oh, Penn State, Ohio State, great. This is great. And I look at it and I'm like, mm, this is going to be a woodshedding. They just don't match up well. And yeah. then that light bulb went on and I was like, Penn State's ranked so highly at every weight. Nobody matches up well with them. I know. I mean, so not that, I, Iowa you know, State might be the best. Iowa State might Here's a little love for Iowa. Here's a little love for Iowa. And um, the 1997 Iowa team holds the record with 170 points. And some people are right that – some people are right that 170 now might be a little bit – it might be easier to get now. Now, nothing's easy. 170 points. Good Lord. That's not – there's nothing easy about it. But – it might be the rule set now might be a little bit favorable to reach that considering takedowns and turns have a higher valuation and therefore you can get bonus points easier. But the number one team was 170 points, 1997 Hawkeyes. They had five finalists, four champs, nine overall, nine total AAs. But somebody tweeted at me and said, the 83 team, which was a different scoring formula, would have been higher. It would have been the record. And I looked it up. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is going to blow your mind. So right now, everybody's what, 1983? 1983. I have it pulled up, actually, because I was just looking at it a couple hours ago. Everybody's talking about Penn State. They have, what do they have, five number one guys? Four number one guys? Something like that. They got Haynes number one, Starachi number one, Brooks, Kirkfleet number one. They have Bo Bartlett number two, Davis three, Nagal and Bernie five, Mezenbrink seven, and, and Kasich 12. So all, they have four number ones, a number two, and everybody in the top 12. Now listen to this. 1983 Iowa 
This is going to blow your mind. At the NCAA tournament, guess what their – they had 10 AAs. Guess what their lowest placer was? Sixth. Fifth. That's impressive. The lowest placer was fifth. That's impressive. That is very impressive. impressive. That's not impressive. Do you have the team in front of you? Yes, listen to this. Tim Riley, 118 fifth. Barry Davis, 126 first. 134, Jeff Kerber, fifth. 142, Harlan Kistler, third. 150, Nate Carr was a champ. Kenny Monday was a runner-up. Jim Heffernan, former Illinois coach, fourth. 158, former Hawkeye coach, Jim Zaleski, champ. 167, Mike Sheets was a champ from Okie State. Oh, I missed it. There was no Iowa guy there. I, I boogered that up. So they didn't, they had nine guys top five. No placer at 167. 177, oh. Dwayne Goldman was runner up. You know, Dwayne Goldman went 2221. That's pretty dang good. 190, Ed Bannock champ, unlimited, Lou Bannock champ. They had nine guys top five. Penn State could do that this year. You know what? I should have known they didn't have 10. I should have known because I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe, wasn't Minnesota the first one to have 10 AAs? I don't know that off the top of my head. Or was Minnesota? Minnesota might have been the first one to have 10 AAs with no champ. Anyway, nine guys top five. Unbelievable. You think Penn State's going to have nine champs? No, I have a bet with you, ten to one, that, or maybe it's even more odds. I forgot. I go back and look at it. I say the odds they have seven finalists, and this was before seven Van finalists. Ness got hurt. But well, Mesenbrink looks like he could. Um, let's break. Let's go through the duel. Number twenty-four, Brendan McCrone against number three, Braden Davis. McCrone's been a surprise. Um, he beat Ventresca, but then everybody beat Ventresca. Um, Davis, who I was leading the train on the entire time to start, um, very good. The only undefeated at one twenty-five. He's ranked third in the nation. You got to take Davis at this point. Yeah, Davis. I think it's Davis. The next, now, the next match gets interesting according to WrestleStat with them predicting Puzakis over Nagao. Mm-hmm. And doable, yes. Puzakis has that pedigree. He has that ability. So, Mind not blown, but I, I got to pick Nagao. Yeah, I'm going Nagao, and I don't know how much of that is just computerized. You know, if you look on paper – um, Nagal versus common opponents three and one. Buzakis versus common opponents. Yeah, I don't three know how one. that. I, I don't, don't know how that spit that out because Buzakis doesn't really have a signature mark. He, win he, and, here's why. I think uh, it's because it, it. And this is. I got to talk to these guys and find this out. But Buzakis got majored by Ragason. Nagal got quote unquote 
pinned mm. by Ragusin. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think the computer is just saying that Ragusin pinned Nagao, only majored Buzakis. So I think that's why they lean Buzakis over Nagao. That could be. That could be. It could also be like uh, result, results from a long time ago. Like his true freshman year lost to Gable Fox, lost to Rayvon Foley. Uh, lost to Zach Redding. Uh, sometimes when you, I mean, uh, sometimes those things carry weight in those algorithms. Yeah. So I don't know. I I think Nagao gets W here. Uh, I think it's gonna be a good match though. I think it's gonna be a close one. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be a good match, and I could see Buzakis pulling it out. But I think the pick uh, is Nagao. Now, one forty-one to me, it's the most interesting match of the weekend. Yeah, by far. In you know, if you lean, and Bashada tweeted when I was talking about topics and questions for the show, he had mentioned this may be the only match that you can make the argument that Ohio State is favored. Yeah, and and from a rankings perspective, it's two versus three, uh, Penn State's favored, but from a pick'em standpoint, I mean, I I really think it's a toss up. Um, Bartlett's undefeated. Mendez has one blemish, uh, and it was sort of a weird one. Um, who was it? Bartlett has been winning a lot of tight matches this year. Oh, it was Cole Matthews, right? So you yeah, have... and that was like four two, I think. It was a close one. So it was four two. Yeah, it... Jesse Mendez has looked great all year. He looked fantastic. And, and, you know, the thing with Bartlett is people have been, you know, hey, Bo this year, some close matches, this and that. He's also undefeated on the year. So, yeah, he's had some close matches. He had that real close match with Belton that went into overtime. He's had the earlier match in the season with uh, Vince Cornell that went into overtime. But guess what? He's undefeated. I just there's some guys that if you know their track record, you don't get you don't get antsy about um, if they have a close match. Mm -hmm. um, Bo Bo doesn't blow people out, even people right Cleveland Belton. Um, he doesn't he doesn't blow people out. He doesn't put a lot of points on the board. Um, and. So for that reason, if he wins 4-2, you know, I'm not saying, oh, there's something wrong with Bo Bartlett. Um, you know, if Jason Nolf strung together 3-4 or 4-2 matches, you'd be like, eh, that ain't, that ain't normal there's, Jason Nolf. There's also something to be said about I think Bo Bartlett is very good at wrestling to the level of his competition. And yeah. Bo Bartlett's one could make the argument, I will, his toughest win was against his own teammate. Was against Tyler yep. Kasich, who otherwise is undefeated on the air. Mm -hmm. Yep, he hasn't so, wrestled. He hasn't wrestled the top ten guy yet this year. Right, and that's probably where people are picking Jesse Mendez. Now, I think it's a true toss up. I mean, style points, right? I uh, like when this is what Mendez has done this year. 85% bonus 
tech fall tech 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 fall fall tech major regular decision tech 4-2 loss to Matthews 4-2 win over Happel who's top 10 tech fall major 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 tech I mean very when you see that when you see that you're like man you know I'm leaning Mendez but I don't know I I think it's a true toss-up you know I think this is if I had no affiliation because I know people are you know I'm likely picking Bo and I know people are going to say just because I'm a Penn State guy no because on paper if you had to pick right now and not just you maybe the fans too Real Woods or Jesse Mendez I kind of lean initially Jesse Mendez because of what you just said 85% bonus this year looks incredible and then I'm like but Real Woods very much like Bo doesn't get a lot of style points he goes out there. He does what he has to to win, and it's easy to to not pick real at times because you kind of get lost in him winning close matches. And I think Bo Bartlett is very similar to that, where he's going to win close matches without any style points, and yeah. sometimes the flashier guy who does get style points is easier to pick. I, I mean, a hundred percent. Just because one guy majors everybody and techs everybody and the other guy wins 7-2, it doesn't mean the 7-2 winner can't beat the guy who techs. I mean, classic was Dake Taylor. Dake beat everybody, you know, 8-3. David teched the same guy 80 times, and Dake would beat Taylor every time. Um, so there you go. Given, given that this is – a toss-up match. I am going to take Bartlett in rec hall. I think if this was Ohio State, I might lean Mendez in a toss-up. Give me Bartlett having a signature win of the season at home at rec hall. It's a, it's a big um, litmus test. It's a big statement. Whoever wins this match, because if Bartlett wins, it's like, if Bartlett wins, it's like, okay, they got a surefire uh, finalist contender, right? Not a surefire finalist, but he's legit a finalist contender. If Mendez wins, it's like, how many other guys can beat Bartlett? Maybe he's sixth, right? Maybe he's fifth. But if he beats Mendez, it's like, okay, he's a he's a finalist contender. Yeah. And, and this gets, you know, I mentioned that, Bartlett has not had an opportunity to wrestle a top 10 guy yet this year. He's that's going to change. Cause now he has number, what'd you say? Number three, Jesse Mendez this weekend. And then next weekend, number one, real woods. And then he has Mitch Moore against Rutgers. And then he has Brock Hardy against Nebraska. I'll so tell you what. <clears throat> he's going to have the, a, he's got a gauntlet this February. And I said it on the first word, uh, a couple days ago. Um, the Big Ten, if if you wrestle, I'm sorry, if you wrestle for Pitt, if you wrestle for Cal Poly, if you wrestle for, I don't know, Cornell against Harvard, um, I, I think you want to, I think you want your guys to go, right? If you're staring at this week I have number two. Next week I have number seven. The following week I have number five. Uh, I don't blame Real Woods for not wrestling 
against Northwestern and Illinois, right? Yeah, no, I agree. And and you look at the the upcoming schedule for Iowa, Nebraska, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. It is grueling. This is also his sixth year in college. You know, you talk about I've talked about this with Chenzo before on the podcast. When you have you're dealing with freshmen, you're dealing with fifth, sixth, maybe seventh year seniors sometimes. A schedule just looks very different for these guys. So yeah. you're not going to have the whole team when you have 18-year-olds and 24-year-olds yeah. on the same team doing the same thing every week. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. But you know what's interesting? You said at Rec Hall, I wonder why. It's really interesting. Kale, like, plays some games. It's funny to me. But – so Ohio State comes to Penn State. Penn State has one duel every year at Bryce Jordan. They don't make it one of the traditional big dogs. They don't make it Ohio State. They make their Bryce Jordan duel of the year uh Rutgers. Also on a Monday. The day after the Super Bowl. Is it really? Yeah. I had some people ask me. There's a couple different duels that are Monday, and I my my best guess is simply avoiding the Super Bowl and just doing it the next day. Yeah, ratings. You know, I mean, Big Ten's pulling in some numbers. For now, I don't I don't know that two a two o'clock wrestling duel matters going up against the Super Bowl at six thirty, but that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I'm not sure why they do that. But yeah, and it's also worth noting in the last ten duels, Penn State is nine and one against Ohio State. When did they lose? Um it had to be I mean Cal's what, like hundred and fifteen and two now? It had to be one of those two. Mm, they no, they lost to Iowa. The year Kemmer beat Mark Hall at Carver, and they lost to Arizona State. I think he's something in two since, I don't know, a certain time. Since like 14 or 17 or something like that. I'm looking right now. Yeah, since 17. Um, Penn State lost to Ohio State 22-15 in 2015. Right. It had to be. But it, it, there's only two losses since 17. Yeah, um, so it's 2015. So, all right, next, 49. D'Amelio or Kasich? That's a 9 versus 12 matchup. I lean Kasich. I think he looks very good. Um, of course you do. <laughs> the, 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 the bias haters are going to hate this episode. We started off talking about bias. And now we're previewing a duel where, on paper, you have Ohio State favored to maybe win two matches. What's the Amelia doing? Let's, I, I think it's probably a toss-up as well. That's um, 9 versus 12, so the rankings sort of reflect it's, indicate it's a toss-up. So, But... You know, D'Amelio has six losses already this year. They're good. They're not – none of them are bad. He lost to Henson. He lost to Parco, both All-Americans. 
He lost to Ridge, national finalist. He lost to Arrington, who was a blood round. And he lost to, oh, he lost to Cannon Webster, true freshman. So he gets another true freshman here in Kasich. Um, I don't. It's it's. I'm gonna I'm gonna take D'Amelio, but n- no idea. Uh, no idea. Bartlett beat D'Amelio in two close matches last year, five two and four two. He beats everybody close. And I think that Kasich again, much like Bo, this is Kasich's. Biggest match of the year. Mm-hmm. His only other, his only top ten match was against Bo, and he lost four uh, one. Look, if if you're if you don't like Penn State and you want to lean the other way here, I don't I don't blame you in this match. Like I get it. I'm gonna take Emilio, and I think Kesa can do it. I'm gonna take. Mendez and I think Bo can do it. Yeah. So you go. So you think at this point in the duel it's six six. Six six. By the way, that's what WrestleStat has at six six. Different, different because they put Buzakis over Nagao and Kasich over D. Emilio. Right. But. Yep. And then this is where it kind of starts uh... going the other way. Or so you, know. you, you have Levi Haynes versus Isaac Wilcox. Um, next topic pick there. Yeah, Levi Haynes. Next topic, Messenbrink versus Hepner, which I think should be a good match. Um, I think Messenbrink wins, but Hepner is tough, dude. He he's very tough. That's Messenbrink by bonus. Yeah, no, I I agree. Starachi versus Welsh should be interesting. I mean, I think it's more interesting to see um, how a true freshman can put up with Starachi's pace and, and busyness. Um, I didn't so say every- real quick about Hepner. I remember watching his match with Julian Ramirez last month. It was a close loss. He lost 6-4. I did not see... That a couple of weeks ago he got tacked eighteen to three by Dean Hamidi. Yeah, nice win for Dean. I saw the result. I didn't see the match. Yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah, Rocco Welsh. You know, this is kind of where we talk about maybe Ohio State just not matching up well. And like you said, there's not a lot of people who do at this point. But you know, Rocco Welsh. I can't believe Russellstead only has this a seven-two match. How about this? I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off Ohio State starting lineup, 125 through heavyweight, by what grade they're in, or what year of eligibility. Freshman, freshman, sophomore, senior, junior, sophomore, freshman, 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 freshman. The young team. The last four guys are freshmen. And they're going against number one, number five, number one, and number one. <laughs> That's tough assignment. Yeah. And hey, they got it done last week. Yeah, I listen, I like the squad. I like the fight in their squad. I like the youth. Um, um I think the future's bright for them, but not on Friday night. <laughs> 
Yeah, so Carter, I think Carter by bonus. Um, I think Bernie over Seth Shoemate. I think that's kind of an easy well, one. Well, I think it's going to be – It should be interesting if they put Rogotsky out. Are they going to put Rogotsky out or are they going to put Shoemate? I don't know. I might say it Rogotsky for this one. I mean, the duel won't the duel won't be in doubt, and you know, maybe not put your freshman out there against a six-year senior. Fair, but I'm but going Truax either know, way. Rogotsky, like Rogotsky leads in like all these categories. His bonus rates phenomenal. He might he might have the national lead in Tech Falls. The national lead in tech fall. How can we find so, that out? It's either it's either uh, I'll tell you right now. Tell you right now, pal. Uh, he's got he's got ten falls. Ryan Rogotsky is fourth in pins. That's what it is. Well, he has a third most. He's tied for fourth. Gabe Sullers, 11. Wyatt Hendrickson, 10. Kelvin Griffin, 10. Ryder Rogotsky, 9. And let's see. Okay, so it's falls, not techs. Yeah. Good, good freshman year. Originally committed to Navy. Late flip. Really late flip. Imagine if Messenbrink was still at Cal Baptist. Do you know that? Do you know that MJ Gatton and Mesenbrink were committed to Cal Baptist? It's kind of crazy. Do you think Mesenbrink would be having the success he's having if he was still at Cal Baptist? I think he'd still be really freaking good. I, I you know, it's tough to say. Um, it's tough to say if he'd be this good. I mean, the fact of the matter is. Um, the deeper the program you go to, the harder you have to fight to tread water in your in the room. Yeah, you know. And iron sharpens iron. I mean, the the number of tough guys around that weight in state college right now is bananas. Yeah. So Dake, Nolf. Um, I mean, it's just Facundo. Yeah. So. All right. So I, I'm going. I, either way, I'm going Truax with this one. Well, the next one's you know. You're going Truex, you're going Aaron Brooks real big, and you're going Kirkfleet. So Yeah, I'm not going Kirkfleet real big, but Kirk well, you have looked a, what do you have? A shutout? No, I, I think Ohio State gets one somewhere, maybe Mendez. The line is what? Twenty four and a half? I haven't looked at it yet. It's gonna change though so much. Let me see. Why? Why is it going to change? Oh, because people betting on it? Because there's so little action that when we're, we're seeing more action move the line drastically. Right, right, right. How good has Kirk looked this year? I know he's only wrestled like eight or nine matches, but he has looked so good. Yeah, really good. I mean, I love heavyweights who are active. Yeah. You know, it's easy. It's easy to root for. And that's another thing. You know, it's another thing that makes Penn State easy to root for, easy to like, easy to like viewability is, you know, if if Penn State was having the success that they're having 
um, grinding out wins, but they're active. They're active, right? They have a heavyweight that shoots like a 25 pound. It's easy to root for a Wyatt Hendrickson who's always wrestling, a Tanner Sloan who's always wrestling, Greg Kerfleet who's always wrestling, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. Again, I think the the success overall, and if you're not a Penn State fan, I get it. When when you're a fan of any other program, I'll actually, I, I put up some uh, questions from the fans. Here's one that I'll, I'll ask you from the fans. Which team will be the next team to win a national championship besides Penn State? Um, and when do you think it happens? I don't know when it happens. I mean, it's it's hard to negotiate. Uh, Shout out J Rod sixty five for that question, by the way. J Rod's an awesome dude. Yeah, he's great. That's a, that's a good dude in the in the wrestling community. Um, he's a poster on the Iowa boards, and uh, he went through. I was line up the rest of the regular season and posted all the remaining matchups um, for each guy, which was pretty cool. Good, good. Sometimes you get really good content on just from super fans. You know? um, but I would have to say, you know, to me, it's Iowa Cornell or, or, or Ohio State. Yeah. Ohio State with that young lineup, you can make that argument. Crazy that yeah, we're saying that good. after, you know, again, discussing a duel where Penn State wins eight, nine, or ten matches. Well, if you say, yeah, you got to take Penn State out of the equation because it's who will win other than Penn State. Um, I don't I don't see the Penn State train slowing down anytime soon. I mean, uh, let's see. They have what they have now. Um, they lose – Exactly one and a no two, maybe three guys. They lose two, maybe three guys. They lose Brooks, Bernie, and maybe Carter. So they're gonna return seven guys that are ranked top twelve already. And, and by the way, if Carter doesn't four, come back, Facundo slides in. Five of the top five. And if Carter slides out, Facundo can slide in. Yeah, and Josh Barr will be top 12. Yeah. Josh Barr will be top 12. Um, And they have, in the class of 2024, number one, number 150, number 194, number six, number five, number 13. And in the class of 2015... They have 1, 5, 17, 27, 94. Nope, not 94, 62. Asher Cunningham, who's – he's interesting. Um, can we – since we talk about bias, can we acknowledge Jason Bryant's D2, D3 bias? <laughs> I put out a In thing what, that what, – what? Oh, loved- oh, I know that. He he loves Jay, no, to hey, get Jason will go Big J on you quick. Listen, he'll go Big J on you. He he's very quick to defend D two and D three, 
And I need to start putting D1 in more tweets because I put a graphic out that said Carter is now an NCAA best 60 in a row wins. Obviously, I'm talking D1. He quickly told me that the active leader is North Central's Robbie Preston. Preston. Preston with 78 wins in a row. Sirachi is mm-hmm. the active leader among streaks in D1. I always laugh. Like, I, I'm... People know I'm talking D1, but I don't specify it, so I leave the door open. I leave the door open for that. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be a giant. Um, all right. I'm excited to talk Michigan-Iowa because I have absolutely no bias. Um, Iowa is a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this school. When's that duel? 8.30 Friday night, right after Penn State-Ohio oh, State. Back-to-back? Yes. Doubleheader, baby. Okay. Number five, Drake Ayala against number 12, Michael D'Augustino. I'm going Drake, although that's going to be a, it's going to be a close match. Uh, it's going to be a competitive match. It'll be competitive. I'm leaning. Drake, I think, could win it all this year. Drake you know, looks. I've been ve- doing pick for a million years on show on shows. And, you know, the. The fans are so informed. The fans that watch these shows are super fans, and they're informed, and they know the resumes of the guys, and they know what the tendencies are, and they know what the, there's a difference between can and will. Michael D'Augustino can beat Drake Ayala, but the pick, the pick is Drake Ayala. Yeah, no, I I agree, and I, I think like, there was a Hawkeye fan razzing me. <clears throat> Shocker. Because because <laughs> uh, on the message boards before the Iowa duel, I said, yeah, maybe Glazier could beat Silas Allred, but the pick got to be Allred at this point. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Glazier beats Allred, and he's like, I told you so. You guess you're not so smart. <laughs> but the pick is I off. Yeah. No, I go Drake. The pick at 133. Number four, Ragason. Number 18, Schriever. The pick is Ragason. He's been on a tear. He just beat uh, Nagal. He's undefeated um, and has been putting up a lot of points, a lot of bonus points as well. Um, so I've been waiting for Ragason to have a year like this since he started in 2021. Th- this I, I is you, just. I didn't. I didn't. He comes from Izzy's school of hard knocks. The kid is a banger brawler fighter scratcher i love that about him i loved it about him yeah i didn't know if he had the talent and you know he's proven that he does and so um now he you know now he's proven that he has the talent and the toughness and and i'm a believer so by the way he also take... he not only just pinned the guy he majored buzakis 15 Majored to six yeah that was a big yeah. win Yep. Um absolutely. That was a that was a statement. That was a that was a <clears throat> that was a when you can bookmark to say, okay, this kid's for real. Yeah. Um Yeah, so I'm going Ragason. The the pick is Ragason. Yeah, there was a time there was a time that I thought and that time was probably a month ago. But there was a time that I thought Ragason would be like let me give a comp. Um, I don't know. 
a perennial bubble guy, like blood yeah. round guy, right? And now it's like, man, he can make the semis. Yeah. All right, so 3-3 going into 41. You have number one, Real Woods, against no, Sergio Lemley. No, we took Drake. Yeah, Drake. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. 3-3, three, three, Real Woods. Um, Sergio Lemley is scrappy. Super 32 champ. That's what kind of pedigree he has. Um, but he's a true freshman against a six-year senior or whatever he is. Um, and the number one guy in the country. I'll go regular decision. This is an interesting duel, too, because, you know, WrestleStat has it 16-15, Iowa over yeah, Michigan. 16-15. The uh, betting you know, line is three. If you go chalk, if you go chalk uh, with, the, with the picks that – and it won't, it won't happen. It never happens. It, there's always an upset somewhere in there from either team, most usually from Iowa. Um, and that's why I said about Penn. Uh, that's what I said about Nebraska though, too. Uh, I think, did we do that t- together? That preview show? I think we did. Um, yeah. But it's like, if you go through the list of Nebraska, Iowa, I had like Nebraska by like two points, but you, it, intangibles, I was going to steal a match or two that you don't think they are. And, and, um, that's the way I feel it'll be here too. Uh, in a duel that if you go chalk, it's going to come down to bonus points. I think, I think Iowa probably steals one that they didn't expect. Like most people didn't expect. Steals a match or bonus. Steals a match. Yeah. All right. So I'm going real woods decision as well. Um, he, he, you know, again, we talked about him in style points. Real's going to go out and, and get yeah. the win, you know? So six, three, Iowa, I'm going to go Gomez. I just go regular decision, but he's been wrestling. I, you know, on the first word on Monday, I talked about body language and I talked about 60 year seniors and how they're like, to me, I don't want to be hyperbolic, but to me, like 75% of them, 75% of these guys are fifth or sixth years. They're like going through the motion and like winning four two. Not Gomez. Gomez, one hundred and seventy five years old, and he's putting up fifteen points a match. You want? Well, I guess we'll get there in a couple matches. But Shane Griffith is who you're talking about. Shane Griffith. I, you know, I, I kind of, I didn't, not ripped on him, but I criticized him a little. Like, listen. Shane, you can take down Terrell Barraclaw, bud. I know you can. So it's 6-6 going into 57. And now we get Frannick and Luan. Yeah. Wake me up when overtime starts. <laughs> Fast forward to over. This match is starting right out. How many, how many total points are in this match? Over under eight. Three. There's three points in this match. Escape versus two escapes? Yes. <laughs> All right, so who gets it? Escapes and probably a riding time point. Ah, give me Frantic. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go Frantic too. He just beat Will Luan 
Uh, I guess last should have beat him. Now, here's another one, right? Um, Caliendo, number six. Amin, number 10, recently dropped. <clears throat> and before the season, you know, um, you'd certainly have Amin higher. And you would probably pick Amin. But, like, Caliendo, just body language. Caliendo looks fresh excited to be out there Amin looks like he's in a slump so give me caliendo yeah. yep i agree with that caliendo 65 but Amin, here's the thing about Amin. Amin is a dog and 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 as you know as much as i criticize shane this week he is a dog don't be don't be don't be all right they'll be all right come nca time um but they just look not enthused right now. Yeah. Oh, that leads into the very important 74. You got Shane Griffith versus Patrick Kennedy. Now you got at Michigan. So give Shane a little bit of an edge there. But you do have, like you were saying, a bit of a lull, it seems, from Shane. What What's your take on this match? My take is that Shane's a winner. And... I might be, I might be, and I'm pretty close with Shane, right? Like, I love the kid. Um, but I also might be the world's biggest Patrick Kennedy fan. He's on my fantasy team. I think I might have took him first round. Um, and I think Patrick is more offensive than Shane. I mean, I don't think that's a stretch at all. I think that's very obvious. Um, but I think, I think Shane gets a counter takedown. I think Shane gets a counter takedown. Um, so I will take Shane close. Shane has not let any opponent score more than three points on him all season. He gave really? up. He gave up one point, yeah. one point, one point, two points, one point, three points, two points, one points, none, three points, none. That's incredible. It is. And so it's like on one hand, you, you see the body language, you see that. But like you said, Shane's a winner. Like he's Shane a winner, is a right. he's a he's a gamer and he's somebody who, you know, winners win, as our buddy Felters likes to say. Yeah. Yeah. So as much as like perception is like Shane isn't wrestling good and he's not scoring a lot of points, it's like it's one thing to not score a lot of points. It's another it's it's another thing to beat the guy. It's another thing to beat the guy. And I think it's really difficult. Um, I think Shane finds a way. Wow. Okay. I I think this is a, a toss-up match. I'm going to lean Shane because of Michigan. Because it's at Michigan, I think there's a bit of a... I'm, I'm losing my way here. So 3-3, three, 6-3, three, three, Iowa, 6-6, six, 9-6, six, six, Iowa, 12-6, Iowa, 12-9, I have it with three bouts to go. Wow. All right, so let's let's keep going. So now I got eighty four. Number nineteen, Jaden Bullock against unranked Aiden Riggins. There's a little talk about Aiden Riggins on the Hawkeye Report right now about next year and him figuring it out and him being successful going forward, which I think certainly can be a thing. I think um, I think he has the work ethic and the character and and the talent. He's he's a really talented kid. Um, but he's young and he's probably not in his ideal weight class. And I think Iowa probably knows that. And, but says, listen, 
You're going to go through the ringer this year. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. You're going to be undersized. You're going to be young, inexperienced. And I think in the future, he can be good. Can I ask a um, question? Yeah. If you're Iowa, do you use Gabe Arnold here? He wasn't listening to the probables. I'm just curious on your take. They used him in this exact position to go up to 84 against Iowa State. He's only been in two duels. I think he can still wrestle another one without his red shirt being pulled. Well, it, it's a... give me the brain take. This is the brain take. If they want to win the duel, if they want to win the duel, they they wrestle Gabe Bardon. Now, that being said, that is if the duel plays out the way we just described. Sure. Right. If 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 something happens and Iowa has a six point lead, well, they're gonna have to need more than that, really. They're gonna have to be up more than six going into one eighty four to make the decision on Gabe or not. But there's value there's value in letting Riggins wrestle. There's value in him getting reps against um a guy that's not you know, it's not who's Dustin Ply. It's not it's not part right. of Kekai. Um this is a guy that he could get a feel for and not to win at Big Tens. There's there's very important there's an importance here. Um and there's a confidence thing here. So the best option to win the duel is probably Gabe. The best long term option and for this postseason is probably Aiden Riggins. Do you think give me a percentage that we see Gabe Arnold? I'll go 55. I think Tom hates losing. I think I Tom think he hates him. losing. And I almost like the fact that he's not putting Gabe Arnold in the probables because they have this thing like you're not going to see this coming <laughs> as yeah. if everybody doesn't already see it coming. Well, that, that's the probables before the Iowa State, though. I said, <laughs> you got to wrestle <laughs> right. Gabe Arnold. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 66% chance. Well, I like that. Um, but only if the duel is in the balance. If Iowa has a huge lead, no. If it's getting dicey, if it's a three-point, four-point differential, I think Tom hates losing, and I think you'll see good. Okay. 97, you got Zach Lazier, Bobby Strigow. Glazer's wrestling good, man. You you know, you talk about this could about be the Kobe. first bonus. Yeah, well, we could see Ryland Rogers too. I, I I don't I'm not sure. It could be it could be the first bonus, right? It could be the difference maker in a match in a duel that might be a whole it's bunch of the difference of for WrestleStat. Right. They said 1615. Mhm. Mm and mm -hmm. this is the only match they have bonus in. <clears throat> and they're and saying I want to tip hat tip uh the Iowa staff too, because you know the world of wrestling has gotten so recruit, 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 and um, well, you get the results because you get the recruits, and and um, Penn, you know Penn State, Penn State doesn't, you don't walk onto campus. I don't care if you're the Cadet World Champ, you don't walk onto campus 
ready to win an NCAA title. You know, you know, AJ Ferrari didn't walk onto Oklahoma State's campus and was an NCAA champ. They made him into a champ. They developed, and and as good as Penn State recruits, they develop all their guys. They develop all their guys. Zach Glazer is a testament to how Iowa has developed. Iowa has developed him because he's come a long way. And and that's what I was saying about Aiden Riggins. I could see Aiden Riggins having trajectory kind of like Zach Glazer. Interesting. Um, so yeah, I'm taking Glazer probably probably by bonus. Um which could be the difference because you're taking number six Lucas Davison over Bradley Hill, who's twenty eight. Do we see Ben? He's he is listed in the probables. And does that change things? I I would still take Davison. I just think that Ben gives him more of a fighting chance. Um, like Ben, I can see a scenario where Ben does it. Ben wins it, right? We just saw freshman Nick Feldman beat Davison. Maybe Ben could do it. I would still pick Davidson, but I feel what like. No offense. I feel like Bradley Hill probably doesn't have a chance to pull off that win. Russell Stad has it nine three, Davison over Hill. Yeah. It's not like that. I don't think it'll be that much, but it, you know, six two. So what's your final dual score? I lost track. I got it I got sixteen fifteen. Iowa. And there'll probably be an upset and it'll be uh my final score. Score is uh, 1912. Uh, 1912, Iowa. Oh, so you think they cover the three? Yes. All right. That's Willie's pick of the week. <laughs> Mark it down. Um, yeah, it's going to be a great, great doubleheader, 630 and 830, Big Ten Network, back-to-back Friday Night Wrestling. Got to love that. Um, Saturday, there's not much. Uh, Edinburgh Open, Missouri Valley Open, Cal Poly, Little Rock. Um, oh, you know what, though? We do have also on um, Friday, Oklahoma State has a – they've had a brutal stretch. Uh, although Arizona State's dual squad isn't – they're not really built for duels. But Arizona State, Oklahoma State, Friday night. Some good ones there. Fig Spratley. Team Retique Travis. Yeah, I guess the matchups aren't that great either. But it's uh, interesting. Um, Sunday, Penn, Harvard, Michigan, State, Indiana, Wisconsin, Purdue. You could have Ramos and Barnett, which is 1-3 in the country. Ohio State, Rutgers, Northwestern, Minnesota. Oklahoma State, Missouri. Ooh, juicy. When's that one? Sunday at 2 p.m. Um, we'll do it super quick. Ready? S- number seven, certain versus number 20, Spratly. Who you got? Certain. Certain. Fix over more. So 3-3. Three, three. Edmund Jameson. That's 26 versus 8. Give me Jameson. 6-3. Joffrey versus Alvarez is a toss-up. Mahler is favored over Teague Travis. Number one, Keegan O'Toole against number three, Isaac Olesnik. That'll be a good match. That's match, match it, the duel, it, obviously. 
it's a good duel. It's a good duel. It's going to be really interesting. That's um, that's Sunday at two. I think that's the best match on Sunday for sure. Illinois, Nebraska could see Cannon Webster retro, wrestle Ridge Lovett. You know, Illinois, me and Corby were talking this morning. Illinois could be sneaky solid next year. They really need a 125 pounder, but um, they'll have Lucas Bird back, Cannon Webster, Braden Skulls, Ed Ruth back for another year, Edmund Ruth. The Bronicles will come back. Uh, it'll be a solid team. Hey, you know what you didn't plug? Hmm. Live tonight on Matt Scouts. Live tonight on Matt Scouts, the battle from New Jersey, the two best teams in New Jersey, number two, Blair Academy, uh, against number nine, Del Barton. Love both programs. Um, live on Matt Scouts. Mario Mason. You guys remember Mario Mason? He's calling the duel for me tonight. He did it last year as well. He knows all the kids um, really well, and he really enjoys it. So um, he kicked ass because last year, last year the Del Barton. Oh my God! It, the atmosphere it was amazing. Uh, it was at Del Barton last year, and the kids were the, the student body was awesome, and it went right down to the wire. Um, but did we? Gr- but, but I can't remember. Did we get any great team deduction points or not? <laughs> we did not. We did not. I think it came what down kind of duel is that? <laughs> I don't know. Because I was at last year at that time. I was at uh, about at the ballpark, Okie State, Michigan, and so I couldn't announce it. Uh, so Mario did it, and uh, he's doing it again. But that's right, tonight. Battle at the yeah. That's the night. It's what six forty seven something like that. I saw seven. Yeah. I love it. Yep. We get we and then we we get some good stuff coming up here. We're gonna we're gonna get an updated crystal ball. We're going to head into the postseason soon. Great month of duels coming up, and then we got a great postseason. We're in the thick of it, baby. Did you decide if you're going to the NCAAs or not? Pashada called me yesterday and said he has um, two potential sweet tickets. Let's go. So so that that definitely uh, helps, helps the cause. Yeah. Make it four. I'm in. I'll see how many you can get. All right, that's all I got. All right, you We're got good. anything it's else? Weekend wrestling. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, what are you? Uh, you you smoking any meats this weekend or what? It's been so cold, and we're finally getting a little bit of a break. So I'm very excited for uh, some some non snowy, non rainy weather. Kind of want to do a brisket. There you go. Nice, juicy brisket. And a boy. Do you know on Intermat, uh, the Intermat forums, there's a whole thread of just pictures of people really? smoking I'm gonna, meats? I'm going to have to uh, chime in there this weekend. Oh, yeah. It's like 20 pages of just meat. Just meat pictures. Yeah, I'm going to hop in there this weekend. Yeah, we need to be on it. All right, brother. And the beat goes on.